What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the FN Story. We have a returning guest, Unamused Bryson. What's going on, dude? What's up, SBG? Not much. Uh, we were just chatting. I feel like a little brain dead today, and yesterday's pod was a little brain dead as well, so hopefully this coffee kind of reboots what's going on or the lack of what's going on up here, but uh, what have you been up to recently? I just moved like 15 hours from my hometown so uh, within the last month, so kind of settling in still. Uh getting things together and exploring because i'm now in colorado so i've been doing a lot of mountain stuff okay yeah i've been seeing you post those like pictures you taking your dog and going with your buddies on, on nice hikes that seems awesome i'm actually so jealous oh dude it's wild because well we just did one last weekend and it was just two days and we just packed that we just backpacked it so we packed everything in our backpacks tent and everything and 26 miles within two days up 5,000 feet of elevation it was it was intense but it's 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 crazy how many these like beautiful areas that are just you would never see them because they're not accessible in a day hike you'd have to do like a one or you'd have to do like a two or three day hike okay so like a ton of people never see them because they're like oh I'm not gonna take the time or money to acquire the gear to hike multiple days to go to this place so but it's like it's a it's a real adventure it's a real a real little journey so it's cool yeah, it does sound cool. Where was the one that you just went to? Like something you it would was, recommend to people? It was called Slate Lake. Um, it was out in like the middle of the Rockies, Silverthorne area. So kind of towards where like a lot of the ski areas are, like Breckenridge and stuff. Um, okay. And uh, you just, you start it. it. It's a tough hike, especially when you have like 35, 40 pound bags on your back. Um, but uh, it's definitely worth it. It's absolutely beautiful. Nice. I have not really done anything like that the most i've done was climb mount mitchell and i was ready to quit on the beginning of that and basically just <laughs> said like actually it was my wife was like dude you you can't quit we are now all the way up top and now we have to get back down so figure it out do you know what the elevation was for mount mitchell uh i could look it up real quick but i know it's the highest peak east of the mississippi I'm assuming it's in the Appalachians, right? Yes. It is 6,600 square, well, 6,700 square feet. Or not square feet, feet high. high. Interesting. So I just did a, uh, like, two weeks ago. I'm not trying to top you over here. Um, uh, a one-upper? I did a 14-er, so 14,000-something feet peak that I hiked, climbed to the top to pretty much. Uh, and that was wild. That was uh, intense once you hit that like above twelve thousand uh feet of elevation the elevation really messes with your head so you're like lightheaded half the time <clears throat> but it's cool yeah i was in probably one of the worst shapes of my life at the time doing that <laughs> it was just like recently post-grad so yeah you get just that. started working drinking beers and eating terrible food after work so i get that i was probably the heaviest worst shape and it was not fun i could do it now i feel like it would be a walk in the park but yeah yeah i get that i've been there before too i've been <laughs> there before too um all right do you want to talk about video games or we want to talk about hiking and you know i'd love to get into some of the fortnite realm <laughs> okay all right favorite fortnite dance and the one that you could do right now um the the pokemon icon dance <laughs> 
I don't like, even know what that is. The one that's like that one or whatever. I don't know why I have it. I know it, but I just had seen it so many times. I think that was like my default to like dance on people when I eliminate them and uh, you murder them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking real life, not video game. Uh, but uh, no. Uh, yeah. That's that's the best dance in my opinion. Okay. Um, where is this going? <laughs> so, oh, you've been doing like a couple of different things recently. Actually, mm-hmm. not even recently. It's been for like over a year now. You've been doing your your skits, your comedy. You seem to very much like messing around, making some like cringe content, but it's also uh-huh. hilarious at the same time. Um have we still been doing that kind of stuff? You taking a break? Like where where are you so, with your your content grind? So it's interesting. Um I kind of, you know, there's always a part of me that will go through these little ruts where I'm like, okay, I, maybe I need to step back from Fortnite and try and have a broader realm of content. And I do that um and it always somehow ends up getting driven back to Fortnite. Um, I was doing the content, I was making videos, um, little skits, and I was doing a lot of IRL, like, interview type stuff. And I'd have some do well, some do better than others, um, some do not the greatest. But every video that popped off with my IRL that would just do really well had to do with Fortnite, like, asking Fortnite questions. And I think that was, like, a big sign for me that was, like, you know, I just need to stay all in on Fortnite right now and especially with the game state and growth like yeah people will complain about the competitive state and stuff but there's a lot of other aspects about the game that are huge right now considering um creative zero build i mean just the casual fan base is massive i mean even the competitive fan base is still massive um because you see here it every day people saying they're quitting and then they're playing the next day anyway <laughs> so no one's really leave very few are actually leave in Fortnite. um but i realized with like the comedy stuff um and and that's kind of what my content's always been based around was like i do host and stuff like that but i try to add a twist and just not be like boring but like be comedic like i've been doing a lot of um short form videos uh that are in Fortnite now but they're more like comedic satire skits or whatever Uh, uh but yeah the irl stuff i haven't done recently and that's just half because i moved and i've been settling and i haven't really found the right spot where i'd want to go around and ask people questions luckily right outside of denver um i could drive up to um, fort collins uh, university of colorado's up there Um, there's lots of like that i've learned that the colleges are the best places to do it um to do like the irl but i also though like will still uh at like events and stuff like DreamHack and stuff that's a great great place for me to walk around interview like actual Fortnite kids um and just make it fun so you gotta go out there start asking people about the football team over because with (laughs) deon sanders they're like the talk of the town so start asking them like you know what would deon sanders rating be in Fortnite or something like that and people just look you're combining Dion, who's like big in sports and then Fortnite that you want so yeah most of the people would be like the start of the question they'd be like okay and then by the end of the question they'd be just like what the <laughs> hell like what what is this what is this if Dion sanders was a Fortnite skin what yeah. dance would he do after the game 
What would Deion Sanders' favorite Fortnite skin be? Probably his only. Oh, yeah, too. Yeah, he's kind of like a very proud dude, so I feel like it would be his own. And you could actually but... kind of play as Deion Sanders, not like specifically, but you could take his team and the oh, jersey number I... and like actually play as him. Yeah, I like forgot him. that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because isn't it once you just buy the... Do you have to? Did you have to buy the team, or do you just buy the play the football skin, and then you can pick any team in Jersey? Yeah, you just buy like the the character model, and then you get all the different teams and every number possible gotcha. and all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I I would like to see that come back, and I'm sure you will do it. Uh, moving is a lot, so I can imagine that. Yeah. It's... Oh, I'll definitely get back into it. So, just not yet. Yeah, you still been hosting. I, I see you post like zone wars and stuff, and now you're yeah. looking at doing creative maps. Like, why? Yeah. Why make that switch? Um, you know, I've learned a lot. Uh, because I have my Discord's been doing pretty well. We have like almost thirteen thousand members. Um, which obviously isn't like you know top tier, but it's a decent amount of people, and we fill games, and um, I have a few other people hosting in there. Um. And the, I learned, you know, scrims were slowly like, that was one thing that I really wanted to do. Um, and nowadays, like it's tough to fill without putting money forward. Um, and scrims being a little bit longer and people would want to play for a little bit more money. I kind of took a step back. Uh, but also like when I would try to host scrims, I just noticed they weren't filling as much just because I think there was that disconnect with competitive loot pools not being in the actual like uh regular pub mode since you can't do it like how it was back in the day with arena i think a lot of people are just like oh i'd rather not like because there's all these rules you have to have like make sure you don't use this gun this gun this gun just to make sure it's like light competitive i think that burnt some people out so i'll notice i'll literally like yesterday i was hosting zone wars and we had like 70 people in um like filled like two lobbies and then i was like all right we're switching to scrims and 10 people joined up for scrims and then i went back to zone wars and everybody came back it was mm. it was i just was like okay there's definitely a disconnect here so i kind of just been um focusing on zone wars um and then like you said like creative's so big right now and i mean zone wars is obviously a part of creative i mean you get on fortnite in the discovery feed and you see people playing different zone wars maps um so they're still doing really well but also, like, Epic has is really changing the game with uh, just in the gaming world in general with um, the uh, with uh, creative, with just creative 2.0 and everything and the UEFN. And first off, the money that people are able to make from this. I mean, there's people are able to go full time just making maps. Um, and uh, there's so many cool little maps out there uh, to be discovered. And I have friends that. Also, like that's what they are trying to do is just make these fun, unique maps that will get players, um, you know, to uh, just explore. And like I had a buddy of for me make me like my own solo Zone Wars map that's just like Bryson's solo Zone Wars. Um, and it's just it's just some of these people like to them it's just so easy to just get in there and they'll create whatever. And I mean you you saw it with um that only up game and yeah. then those people made the only up Fortnite map and it just absolutely took off. It just created a giant wave. I'm sure it still has thousands of players uh, regularly playing. So it's like there's so much going on in the creative world um, content-wise. Uh, and 
I think like like today, later today, I'm hosting a three v three zero build uh bracket in a creative map. Um, so like it's like uh uh there's so many different little and like these are and the things that I'm doing are still still kind of tie in with competitive aspects in general like 3v3 zero build it's gonna be a great warm-up for people playing the because isn't i'm pretty sure the playstation cup tonight's zero build yeah, i believe um, so well i think yeah. it's both yeah is there two yeah i is think there's zero build and then also like standard build gotcha mode. but like and like we both know zero build has also made a huge wave i mean look at like dreamhack and gamers 8 like they all did a switch to zero build like it's a huge game mode uh, right now because it brought so many players because you know i love fortnite and nothing will ever be just standard fortnite br competitive um but for people that you know didn't keep up with the building and in life which is a lot of people but they still enjoy just a good you know battle royale shooter game the zero build is a much has a much wider audience in that fact. So there's so many different aspects with creative to do things like warming up with zero build or warming up with regular type of zone wars. There's cool little like maps. Like I ran this like tournament once in this like Hunger Games style map that like was literally like 13 people. You have all this loot in the middle and then you can run and get it or you can just go out and look for other loot or whatever. Is and that the survival games one that just got put out? I, I it's uh it got put out like two months ago so it might be a different you might be thinking of a different one i think there's okay. a few there's probably a dot tons of them honestly yeah. um but people are making like horror like uh haunted houses and uh there there's um i was just recently sponsored by uh ally bank um and they did a massive campaign where they had their own uh creative uh map and they were just getting tons of players to do it they had this uh alex bowman i think his name was this popular nascar driver um take part in it or whatever and like so many companies now are just utilizing creative like it's just such a such a money maker it's it's grabbing people from all different worlds in the gaming uh, realm like not just fortnite players like a lot of people are coming to fortnite for creative to do fun stuff like that so um, I've been doing a lot just with hosting wise on that. And honestly, I, I personally believe like creative is a big part of Fortnite's future. Um, and it's something that like, I'm trying to be on the forefront of, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not like, I know you and me were talking about like developing beforehand. I'm not a developer and definitely something I need to look into, like learn just even maybe some basic skills. Um, but I do have, uh, friends around me that do it. And that I've been like wanting to help out, and, and you know that's the uh, nice part about having like a good Discord or being like a Twitch partner is like I'm able to kind of like talk to them, like okay, you make the map, I do the advertising, and like really get it out there and play it, and we can take like splits and stuff like that. And uh, it, it, there's definitely a lot of teamwork that goes into it. I want to learn how to uh, develop because you know, like like you were telling me before we started, it's just a good skill. Especially with how big this is getting right now, um, but I need I need to find the time. And again, with moving, it's been tough to do anything extra. So yeah, I was pretty much in the same kind of mindset of like people need to make trailers, someone needs to do voiceovers for stuff. Yeah. And shout out to Immature Gamer because I was talking to him about this. He's like, "You idiot! People already do those things." He didn't call me an uh -huh. idiot, but like that's how I kind of took it in my brain of like. 
you're now trying to sell something that people are already really good at trailers voiceovers all uh-huh. that stuff you're not doing anything unique versus if you create a map like then you can actually create unique ideas or uh-huh. if you know your cypher pk and his clone you just make cypher pk's map and then yeah post exactly. it. so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out because for me i know that creative Fortnite, like it, it literally is just the beginning and it's huge already but there will be a time where people come to play the game Fortnite, but they're playing things that don't even resemble Fortnite whatsoever mm-hmm. like there is already some maps like there was a flappy bird map not mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. very polished but at the same time like that is a mobile game that now has like a in creative Fortnite style and again it wasn't the best but it's better than nothing and it's a start yep. yeah and we'll start to see more and more of those roll like i've always been a big fan of playing warcraft 3 and out of warcraft 3 custom games is where dota rose and dota is now one of the biggest games in the world so there's 100 percent a chance that someone creates this wholly unique game within Fortnite creative or uefn granted i still think the tools are a little far off before we see something like wildly new i I think it it will take a little bit more time to create the developer tools but ultimately i do think we will see like the next big genre of games Mm -hmm. come out through creative Fortnite because i mean it went what like strategic games then fps games and then we had mobas and now we're in the battle royale genre and there's gonna be something next someone's gonna create Mm -hmm. something that's wild Mm -hmm. and um we will be going there yeah and and like you said it it could literally be within fortnite like the next giant wave of whatever just pulls everybody in yeah well only up i guess is a great example like who would have thought a game that you're literally just like climbing like it's literally just yeah, a parkour yeah. course in a game of Fortnite. who would have thought that would be you know hundred thousand people playing at once and that was a thing and mm-hmm. i mean i guess even the like non-creative ideas like not that I'm calling Booga's Endgame not creative, but it was literally a game mode in Fortnite already. And then mm-hmm. Booga and Dignitas just recreated it, and that thing popped off. He got a million mm-hmm. plays in like the first few days. So there is unbelievable amount of like thirst for different kind of games where you know I think people are kind of bored of the battle royale genre in general, and especially from what I've been hearing about how the current competitive space is, people are trying to branch out and not necessarily yeah. play comp all the time because yeah. it just ain't worth it. Yep. Um, Agreed. No, I, I agree. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I, I was telling you, made my first like own 1v1, and I think it works um i'm probably gonna try and make it more aesthetically pleasing so it doesn't just look like crap um because i don't know how many 1v1 build maps are there hundreds thousands maybe um this is more just like to to get my feet wet to understand how creative works yeah it's a test i get it then i have ideas like i've been throwing this out there right i don't think it's currently possible 
but one of my favorite maps in um Warcraft 3 was like a Battle of Helm's Deep recreation within the game. So you Lord of the Rings guy? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so yeah. so you understand Battle yeah, of Helm's yeah, yeah. Deep, one of the coolest battle scenes like in movie history, really. Uh-huh. Um so they recreated that with like the orc waves coming and one half of the, the players play as the orcs, and then there's a bunch of like NPC orcs that just constantly flow in and attack. And then you have like uh the other the heroes or the good guys you play as like Legolas, Gimli, Aragorn, Theoden, and then you also have your own NPC like archers, elves, all these different things. And it's just a really cool style. So I've been pitching this idea to like a bunch of people. I've been told it's not currently able to be done based on like the limitations of creative, but one day, one day someone one day, is going to make that for me or I would. That would be sweet. That would be dope. Yeah. There's, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. The, um, cause we've already seen so many like COD maps remade just in creative, which is wild. So, yeah, that's also really weird with like all the IP, all the like big creative people are like, what the hell is going on? And I think for Epic, they're trying to figure it out because I don't think they truly know what the heck's going on or like how to fix it. And mm-hmm. we've seen like Twitch have these problems where DMCA was running rampant and they're trying to solve these things with massive yeah, DMCA issues. Yep. And I still don't think they have a better idea of it. They kind of just like scare the community away from doing things uh-huh. that they shouldn't. But YouTube's really the only platform that's created this mass system that is very easy to use and like seems to work. It's not mm-hmm. 100%, but, you know, if someone copyright strikes you, you can either appeal it or it's like, well, yeah, I did steal all their stuff and this is yeah, not my yeah, video, yeah. so just take my money. Uh, and I think that's what uh-huh. we'll see for Fortnite. No, it would make sense with just like the copying of other shit in the real in the world, but it'll be uh, it'll be it'll it, it's an interesting um Right, like you said, we're we're really at the forefront of it. Like it's just beginning. So, seeing where this grows, and in two months from now, we could see stuff that we would not even expect right now. That, like, we'd have no idea would ever happen. So, yeah, I think the big step that comes next is like the text search, the recommendation mm-hmm. algorithm that comes, and that will really allow. Because text search then kind of creates its whole other system of mm-hmm. maps because then you have like people like YouTube search, like how to kind of content is really yeah, search exactly. based versus, you know, there's algorithm content as well. And yep. I think we'll see yep. that within Fortnite too. So there's definitely enough people playing. The fact that like we had 2 million, I think, peak concurrent players at the start of the season, I would guess it's probably still up there around a million Mm -hmm. at almost any given time just from what the numbers show and Mm -hmm. it's it's wild no it's crazy i mean fortnite's not going anywhere especially with just like the ad of creative creative and everything but even the regular battle royale like people are still grinding that so yeah there was i'm you could probably go on now and it's over like a quarter million people just playing like standard battle royale oh i guarantee every time i get on it's like 250 to 350k just on regular battle royale and that's not even zero builds or ranked yeah it's literally it's wild 
Um, okay, let's let's switch gears. We we kind of rambled about creative for a little bit. Creative, yeah, yeah. Um, you've still been writing for esports.gg. How's that been going? Yes, that's been going good. Um, I I enjoy uh, the writing side a lot within the video game realm. Um, because I enjoy doing. You know, I've been kind of branching. I still write a lot about Fortnite. Um, and but I have branched a little bit away from the competitive side of writing about Fortnite. And a lot of my like interviews that I do will be with like creators. Um, or like, and you still have those like random fluff pieces to get out here and there. Cause like, obviously, nowadays with uh journalism a lot of it is just getting people to your website so like doing like just talking about seo type of stuff and um like how to type of things how to get this in fortnite how to do that um always are articles that will pop off and bring people to the website um and those and those are you know easy little things to throw together uh but then i uh i love doing a lot of the uh the interviews with creators and i kind of branched out and um was like was interviewing uh people outside of the Fortnite realm, but like some pretty popular, uh, gamers. And like, it's definitely cool. Cause I'm making some big connections. Um, I was supposed to have this interview with this really popular YouTuber recently, but, uh, their PR agent reached out to me and I said, I'd be free and I never heard anything back, but I was excited about that one. But I've done some interviews with like uh, people like Extra Emily, who is she's has nothing to do with Fortnite, but she's a huge Twitch star right now. So it's um I've been doing a lot with the writing side, and I I know I talked about it like over a year ago in your podcast, but like I do still think um you know journalism writing really has a place within the gaming world, and I think one thing that's difficult with it with Fortnite is Fortnite has such a younger player base too. And, you know, kids just are not reading as much. Uh, attention spans are a little bit lower. So YouTube videos really help for, like, how-tos and stuff for that. But, like, the little bit older, there's still a lot of, you know, millennials that are just constantly gaming and uh, doing stuff. And a lot of them love reading uh, different things. And, I mean, even if it's just a simple, like, this game was just announced and is going to be released on this date to interviewing a star twitch streamer and talking about their past and what they've been doing and there's so much um there's so many stories to be written uh within the writing world and that's what i do uh essentially is like i try to write stories um when i'm interviewing people and just talking about them i'm not a uh q a type of writer where it's just like i show my question then their answer like i try to format it as in like you know a piece a story piece um and that's the one aspect of journalism and writing that I really enjoy within the esports world is interviews and talking with uh, creators. And like I said, I'll still do regular pieces, maybe like a nice SEO piece talking about how to find something in a game or a nice piece like just talking about the release of a game or maybe even like a dra drama piece about like something going on within the esports world. Like we something big that's kind of bad or whatever. And uh, like, you know, during like, like, I wrote a lot of pieces about Activision during, uh, well, still during, but uh, all that uh, stuff that was going on. And, um, uh, but like, I definitely, like, my heart is where it's with, like, interviewing with other people and getting their stories out there and talking, uh, showing the world, like, what they're doing, um, in a more, like, uh, unique way than just, uh, people seeing their content. Because I think, I think a lot of people see, 
these creators pop up on their feed all the time and about what they're doing, whether it's in Fortnite or just like, you know, I've done some pretty big people that are just, just chatting streamers and stuff like that. And they'll just be like, oh, that's cool. They're making money doing stuff with video games and stuff. But I think there's a lot more uh, to be told there and about their story and where they come from and how they've impacted other people with their content. Um, and because they're, I mean, they're entertainers, but they're also uh, like one thing that's, you know, a difference between the streaming world and video games and Hollywood is people actually have first uh like people actually communicate with their community um whereas like in hollywood like stars aren't talking to their fans so there's something about you know these massive uh fortnite stars massive twitch stars any other game that are um able to actually have relationships and friendships with the community that's watching them and there's something super special about that and i think just getting those stories out there of how people have been impacted by their community and how they've impacted their community, I think is really important. So that's been something I've been really just like with my writing has kind of striving to uh, like tell those stories. And like I said, here in, in between, I'll do like those other pieces about, you know, like how to get uh, this skin in Fortnite and stuff like that. Um, but the uh, interview pieces are like where it's at for me. Those are, those are my, my top ones. Nice, nice. So, so I have to ask, what, not your favorite, but like the most interesting interview that you've done and like why was it interesting? Um, ooh, that's, um, I really enjoyed, um, I, I enjoyed interviewing Cypher PK because that was in person. Okay. And that, that was cool. Um, but there wasn't anything like, crazy like that was like i was interested in there's i know i did an interview with mr savage once and um it was during that red bull tournament that happened back in like june or may okay uh, yeah the red bull uh, contest yeah, yeah 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 and um they they asked me like can you get on and interview him at like 10 a.m at their time in uk so i'm up at like 3 30, 3 or 4 a.m uh just like barely alive just woke up trying to interview this kid uh and that was uh and he had like he was in a room that was really busy that they put him in i I don't know what the pr people were doing but they put him in like a room with other people just walking around so i could barely hear him half the time of what he was trying to tell me or whatever it wasn't his fault uh but that was a uh that interview just was like i was just like too dead to understand what was going on. And I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Um, I haven't had like any interviews that I've just been doing the interview. And I was just like, uh, thrown off during, um, but I would definitely say my favorite interview I've ever done was with Cypher BK. And I think that's simply just cause like, first off, I've looked up the Cypher BK since the beginning of my being a creator myself. Um, but also just sitting in front of him was like, whoa, this is an actual like pretty famous human being. And at least in the video games uh, streaming world. And I'm sitting in a chair talking to him right now in person. Yeah, I think the in-person interviews, like as much as I love doing this podcast and it's so much easier to do it virtually, 
There's yeah. nothing like just having someone sit across from you because then you know they're not messing around. Like for all mm-hmm. you know, I could be sitting here watching YouTube videos and like, yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, keep talking. And like, <laughs> I've definitely had that happen where I've done like interviews or had meetings with people, and especially Fortnite kids. Like you just hear they're literally. Sm- cranking in creative while you're trying to have a conversation with them and then you just hear like the keyboard clicks in the background the entire time it's like bro i am trying to give you money you should be understanding like Uh just sit here and listen for 20 minutes i'm not even asking for like an hour just 20 minutes of your time um but yeah that's cool i i I interviewed cypher a long time ago probably like four or five years ago um back when i was doing like writing and yeah it was really interesting he was definitely big at the time but like not as big he was probably like the third or fourth fiddle to like the the courage and the ninja and the lupo um so yeah he's now become kind of his own unbelievably massive human being with Mm -hmm. so much going like the studio and literally too yeah now oh true good looking dude yeah. um anyway before we we go on blabbering about how hot cypher pk is uh could <laughs> <laughs> be the theme of the show today i mean yeah dude do you see that one pic no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's cool i i appreciate that you appreciate the journalism aspect of it because a lot of times i feel like it gets lost and genuinely i don't feel like the audience is old enough to really give a shit Mm -hmm. yet but as time goes on as people get older and like i like to read stuff like i don't always want to watch a youtube video about something um and especially if it's like a good interesting piece about hey here's this creator that's doing something unique and why i should give a shit it's like, okay, then yeah, I'll, I'll listen to that or read that mm-hmm. and enjoy that, that little piece about their life, their goals, what they're doing. And the news piece, um, I don't know that esports will ever be like a, a written news piece. Honestly, I feel like traditional sports is going away from really having success as like written news anymore just because the video content is so powerful nowadays and people have gotten so good at editing videos that that's kind of changing. But at the same time, I feel like there is value in like there the is. writing. And it's funny because you say the news piece and it's, it almost differs by game. Like it matters the game. Cause there's some games that like just pop off with news pieces and some games like I Fortnite does not do as well in my opinion with news pieces, but like, Dota 2 does really well with news pieces. Um, and I think it's just, uh, I guess maybe it's just the player bases um, are just different. And some people enjoy, have more people that enjoy reading and some people don't. I mean, I love reading. I read I read and write every day, whether it's articles. I work on my own books that I'm trying to get published. Um, and I read, I read a lot of, like, fiction, too. So, I mean, I literally have a giant bookshelf. Not giant, but a bookshelf behind me. You can see it. What's your book about? Uh, I write a lot within the suspense horror uh, realm. I'm a big, uh, grew up as a big Stephen King fan. So a lot of my writing is kind of modeled after that. But the one I'm working on now follows two dudes 
kind of got the uh since i've been out here backpacking kind of got that realm two guys backpacking in the wilderness um while being uh stalked by a few feral people living in the living in the woods and they get they get lost obviously is a big thing so they're trying to find their way back hmm so interesting i knew you liked to because i think the last time we talked you were writing a uh play or something or, uh, screenplay, screenplay that's yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, I do a lot of writing with that and screenplay world is much much harder to get something made from your work because uh, that's getting a whole movie made whereas like getting a book published is still really hard but nowhere as hard as getting a movie made uh and i love i love literature and i love writing and um one thing that i've been like critiqued on with my screenplays was that i'm too descriptive and you can't really be too descriptive in a book like that's what it's all about so like i really started getting into the book writing aspect of it and i love doing it so i'm hoping one day to eventually like that will be what i'm mainly doing is writing and uh being like an author so all you need is one it's like the, the creative fortnite maps we just talked about you get one that catches fire and then you can sell some even if they're not that great like some dog shit uh books afterwards because you wrote one good one not saying that you would but like, yeah I'll, I'll, i'm gonna make prestigious books every one i release okay so don't worry about that <laughs> he's got to find i got to find that right editor and that right agent to want to represent you and it just takes a while so yeah that's another journey i'm on kind of doing on the side uh when i can is just working on that um get a lot of inspiration from being out here and like the mountains help out a lot so yeah well it sounds like that's pretty much you just went on a hike like last week or something and you're yeah. like all right so like let's imagine that we're getting chased or stalked by yeah, some yeah, feral exactly. people how would this happen um yeah that's cool man i i appreciate that and it's such a lost art like i don't write really much anymore besides just scripts for myself and even mm -hmm. still i write them in a way that's not grammatically correct or even mm -hmm. really like able to be read for somebody else besides myself yeah. um which, as long as you can understand it i mean that's what's important yeah but i mean i do miss the the journalism aspect it's yeah. just for the time investment it never seemed worth the monetary returns for me I that. I that. um and i i didn't love it as much as it sounds like you love writing so I, I just i'm a big writer in general and you know i'm good at like hammering out things pretty fast too um like i'm a pretty fast writer so i could be pretty efficient when it comes to um like quick pieces that i need to get out uh so that's always been something I've just, and that's been something I've been good at since I was a kid. Like I was known for like, we'd have to do a huge paper in class and I'd be done in like 45 minutes at night. And then everybody else would be like, I work till 4am trying to get this paper done. I'm like, Oh, I was also really good at bullshitting all my papers too, <laughs> to where like, I would never actually like, and I don't do this now as an adult in the professional world, but as like a high schooler, like I'm like, I'm not reading that book. I'll just look up a quick synopsis and make a 10 page paper on it and always get a B or an A teacher would never know. Hey, you're just gaming the system. As long as it works, exactly. it doesn't really matter. Exactly. I'm still writing that paper. So yeah, exactly. doesn't really matter as long as someone that reads it cares. And who knows? I mean, the funny thing is now that like I'm an adult, I've, 
I know teachers and it's like, oh my God, is this what teachers were doing back when I was in school? Like, were you getting um, hammered on a Thursday yeah, night yeah, and exactly, coming in yeah. super hungover on a Friday and just like, I don't care what any of these kids do today. Well, you think about it too, with like the random times a teacher just like puts a movie on for the day <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, that makes so much sense now. Like, yeah. Oh man. Um, all right. Well, back to Fortnite though so do you have any kind of plans for the future you said you've been shifting more towards creative is there anything that you're working on right now or any any plans that you're working towards yeah so i am um i have a few different like i talked about with my youtube um which i kind of <clears throat> so youtube has been one of those journeys um where it's been like trying different multiple things out and um, I decided I was went from gaming to IRL to back to gaming. And then I created a separate gaming account. And but I had slowed down on the IRL and was doing so much more with gaming that I'm like, what am I doing? Like my regular YouTube still does well with gaming stuff. So I went back to there, fully switched back to just my main YouTube, putting um Fortnite content on there and I've been putting shorts and stuff and I'm getting back into the long form um content um my shorts do really well uh but I'm back uh in long form like making like videos on different maps and stuff like I just released a video um and it didn't do great but it's also like the big I just it was like my first long form back in a while about uh I play I did this uh soccer tournament in Fortnite it was like a map that was specifically for soccer um and you're just running around hitting a ball with a pickaxe. Uh, hmm. It was cool. It was cool. I got reached out by this guy that made it. And he's like, I'll give you uh, $100 for a prize pool if you can host a tournament. I'm like, perfect. Um, and that's that's the big thing is a lot of these creators, it, it kind of comes to me as like having a bigger discord. As people are like, I'll give you money to run like a little tournament. I'm like, perfect. I'll make content out of this, make a video. Uh, people watching me streaming, wanting to play or whatever. It goes works both ways. It helps out. Um and uh, so I'm kind of like trying to get my YouTube um, to really center around that side of uh, Fortnite. Um, you know, like I said, I'm hosting a 3v3 today, uh, but I've just been back in that grind and it goes great with my Twitch too. Cause I'm at, um, you know, I'm at like 23k followers on Twitch, about a little bit over a hundred CCV. I think I average like 110 to 120. Um, and I'll host these little little tournaments, whether it's just like, you know, I'll host like a 40-man Zone Wars. I'll host some stuff sometimes where it's like 40-man uh, Zone Wars, the winner after five rounds gets a dollar. Like, it's nothing crazy, and people still love it and play. And then here and there, I'll uh, have people want to put money forward and be like, hey, I have this map. Let's do let's do this. Like I said today, the 3v3, the per it wasn't me who made the map. Somebody's putting money up for a prize pool. Um to uh, see it played um i know uh i still do i don't host as many scrims but i still host within the ladder space that still gets people um you know i'll host a ladder my last ladder during the qualifiers i had three to four hundred people playing um i have a company called community gaming they're really cool and they host um tournaments within the uh uh esports realm um and uh, I'm able to get them a lot of signups on their website. Basically, I'll just they'll give me the money each month, and then I'll host a tournament. And um, 
they will uh basically they have a website where you sign up on it's like a bracket um type thing and battle royale and oh they do everything on there um and i'll just uh get people to sign up like be required like if you win and you aren't signed up you will not go to finals or if you're in finals and you didn't sign up you will not get money kind of like crack down on that and uh, so everybody signs up um so they've been putting a lot forward so that gives me like two to three weeks a month where i'm able to host like a big ladder series um, and that still pulls in a lot of people i mean and that's more on the competitive side of things um but that still pulls in a lot of people and i'll get some like smaller pros even coming in and playing um i mean i've had upwards like i've had days where i've uh the ones where like Somerset will come in and play. Um, like we'll get some bigger names in there here and there. It just really matters the prize pool. Like I've had times where that, you know, let's say they give me 500 for a month and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be able to run this um, every week. So let's do one big $500 series, like three qualifiers, one semi and then one finals. And I'll get some bigger names that want to play. Cause you know, that's a big prize pool. And then sometimes I'll be like, you know, let's, uh, let's split it. Let's split it into like, four weeks and do like $125 price pool each week and um, get that to pop off. And they do just as well. And, you know, and I think that's a big thing for me as a creator and I'm not bashing on any creators that do this because I totally love it. I love watching it. It's fun. It's cool entertainment. A lot of people, when they get these prize pools, um, they will make it more of like a invite only creator type series or pro type series. And I think one big aspect of community for me is I want my community to be, to be involved. I don't want it to just be like me inviting creators in my community watching. Um, so that's been a big, a big thing for me over the last two years really of just hosting is like, I want my stuff to be open to everybody um, regardless how big the prize pool is. I think that's a lot of times why I'll host these smaller prize pools because I'll like I'll get still get like I'll be able to do it every week and I'll be able to get all these kids that you know they're still they're striving to make it within the Fortnite world like they want to be a competitive pro player but you know they're not there yet and um my tournaments are what kind of what help them and you know what I'd like to think I've had a uh, four people that's played my tournaments over the last two years make it to grands um okay. and fncs actually uh i think two of them like i don't remember if they won or if they got within like the top five once but i've had uh i i like to think that you know there's still some uh even though my like tournaments are, they're not like manu where it's like really meant to be competitive like it's, it's just more for fun to get give people a good time to practice and stuff but i like to think that it's still making uh helping some of these Fortnite uh players you know move up in the world a little bit so yeah, 100%. I mean, any practice is better practice than no practice exactly. at, yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure even with the, the bigger tournaments, and you may think that just because there's not, like, top players in there, it's not as helpful. But genuinely, for most of those players, practicing in those rounds, I, I would imagine, is super helpful for, like, opens formats mm -hmm. of cups that are mm -hmm. in-game because... You know, you have a wide variety of players. You don't know who you're going to run into, and you kind of just have to learn how to deal with that. Uh, mm -hmm. I do want to talk, like, you said you had almost 13,000 people in a Discord. How, like, yes. how long have you been growing that? Like, how do you keep that active? Because that is a lot of people to be in a Discord. Yeah, so it's funny. Um, so I started the Discord out as just, like, a community Discord when I first started streaming. Like, 
I think it wasn't right when I started streaming. It was probably over like COVID. I decided to create a Discord because like I went from like five average viewers to like 20 average viewers and had a little bit more of a community and was like, oh, let's keep everybody like in a server to talk. And then um, slowly it was like, hey, I kind of want to host like a, I think the first thing I did is like I hosted a fashion show. No, 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 no. Way back in the day during COVID, a buddy of mine who is he was a pitcher for the Padres. Now he's a pitcher for the twins, uh, Chris Paddock. It was during um, when there was no baseball, no sports or anything. He was streaming, and we would host Friday night customs together. And the big add to it was, like, at, you'd go into squads, squad fills, um, but you'd go in by yourself, uh, and you would get paired up with me uh, or Chris. Um, like you had no idea if you're going to be on the same team with us. So that was, a, and especially for Chris being a major league baseball player, like tons of kids were coming to that and wanting to be like, Oh, I want to be on his team or whatever. Um, and it was kind of cool. Cause that was when I started to have like some people get on my team and they're like, Oh, he's Brightson. I'm like, Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> um, but I was hosting a lot of those and, uh, that's when I kind of started to, um, use the discord. Cause I was like, Oh, I need an easier way to, you know, we'd have some kids like stream sniping and I'm banning them from my stream. So I need a, uh, but they're still getting code. So I need to figure out a way to do this more efficiently. So we're like, let's start using discord and stuff like that. So it kind of evolved from there. Then I remember I did like, I had a company reach out and they're like, Hey, we'd love to, um, put some money forward each week to for you guys. Um, and so I was working with them for a little bit and I was hosting, I hosted like a fashion show once and then I went into just like hosting scrims. Um, and at first, like, it was just like, 25 to 30 people per scrim like it wasn't like a crazy amount um and it was still fun like it was still uh and people still had a good time because like you're making money uh each win and i enjoyed it uh and at first i wasn't even doing zone rules it was just like a game you just hop in um and then i kind of learned of the scrim world i wasn't really hadn't really done much with scrims um and i learned more about zone rules i'm like oh like, let's try and do this, make the games kind of stacked end games. And even with 30, 40 people in it and then, you know, you can't fight until fifth circle. This is the old fifth circle, not fifth circle now. Um, still be like a good game and um, kind of let that like grow from there. And slowly the scrim started to take off. And then I kind of took a break when I was like getting able to host in like some bigger discords. Um, and I have and I have. Um, and there's a lot of drama in the scrims hosting scene like a lot of the other servers take it very uh like seriously and look at every other server as like a threat and i don't do that i i i work with other servers all the time um like like i'm homies with like manu and like if, if i have some kids acting up in my server i'll just message him and he'll be like all right band in mine and then he'll do the same for me and like stuff like that um but there's other servers that they just they look and i'm not going to name names but they look at uh like they look at me hosting a server as a threat and I might've been like uh, solid with everybody in that server. And all of a sudden now I'm like removed from banned from their like server and stuff. And I'm like, huh, you guys are taking this a little bit too like to heart right here. Like I'm just here to have a good time. Um, and I'm also very big about like advertising, like being able to uh, a lot of servers never that I struggled with was I'd host and I would put money up to host. Um, but I was never able to actually like, promote even if it was just like hey i'm also streaming on streaming these on twitch if you guys want to join up and i'm a big believer in like 
being able to uh if somebody's putting their time in to like host uh to let them at least just share their twitch uh here and there um and that was kind of what like when i was doing my normal stuff i'm like well you know i'm growing also more when i'm hosting my uh um my own because i i dude i've been in servers before where i've seen them get mad at somebody they're hosting and then their uh their discord status that they have has their twitch in it and they'll be like you need to take that out that's self promo and i'm like okay they're not even like taking up like it's based in the channel, like posting about it. And I'm like, that's just it's far beyond me. Uh, I never understood it. And so I kind of went back into hosting and for a while it was mainly just hosting ladders. I was doing with one company I was doing, they gave me a, a hundred bucks a week and it was POQ. I don't know if you remember them. Um, they had a few pretty big tournaments. Yeah. And they left the esports world about almost a year ago. It was last December. Um, they left it and now they, they still do stuff with gaming, I'm pretty sure, but I have not followed them, but they don't do any tournaments anymore. And uh, they're kind of like the community gaming that I work with now, where they were like had like a website where you sign up on and stuff. And, you know, POQ was doing a lot. Like, they were fully integrated with Unite. Um, so it was super easy to run tournaments through them or whatever. Um, it was like if you signed up for a tournament, you automatically signed up um through like if you signed up in my cord through unite it automatically signed you up at the poq website so it wasn't like i didn't have to share multiple links around like hey make sure you're verified with unite but also go to this link and share fine like they had they had it together it was cool um but uh obviously esports is uh tough industry at the same time um and uh but they're giving me like 100 a week and i would just host like ladder series um and that was mainly what I was doing, and that grew things a lot. And here and there, we would do like a big series, like a thousand dollar series. Um, and then after that, I kind of took a break from hosting in there again, and then slowly came back over the last like six months and started doing scrims, zone wars. It'll be like every like I know this is this is my thing is like I hop on, open up my Discord, turn on Twitch, go live. Um, I know I'm going to be able to fill Zone Wars, and that's great. Zone Wars are great practice. Uh, people love them. It's fun. Um, and then maybe, you know, throughout the day, I'm starting to see the numbers better. I'll switch to scrims, or maybe I'll announce, like, hey, this Saturday, we are doing specific community scrims uh, prize. Um, and then I've even brought in a buddy of mine, Verhona, who's uh, he also hosts and stuff. Um, and he joined the court, and me and him kind of teamed up and kind of made it, like, our names as the court or whatever and he's been hosting and he streams you know i'm a big like four hour streamer a day like i stream like four hours um he's somebody that like streams like all day so like when i'm not hosting he's able to like host all day so we kind of got the discord to a point now to where it's constantly hosting games um so now the next step is just to get that bad boy partnered uh so that's my goal uh but um yeah i just i've been doing that for a while since 2020 probably um but it just it would grow in spurts because i'd take breaks from using it and doing stuff um and then i'd go into doing it and now it's just kind of full like that's what my stream is is hosting stuff in my discord so yeah yeah are the breaks because you get burnt out because i imagine hosting scrims at times sucks because kids are pains in the ass like do you get yeah. burnt out from doing it and that's why you just take a break or like what um, happens with all that there's definitely times where you get burnout. Um, 
and even now, like I haven't really been taking any breaks from it, but I'll have times where I'm like, okay, I need two days off. Uh, luckily now that I'm out here and like, I love doing mountain shit. Um, and I'm also like trying to create like my own, like travel adventure channel. Um, I'll, uh, just, if I need a day or two off, I'm like, you know what? I'm taking my dog. We're going to the mountains. We're going to disconnect from everything. Then I'll come back fresh mindset and be like, all right, let's run it. Uh, but back in the day, it was kind of, um, I was also playing more Fortnite. I was streaming longer hours. And so I think what made it easier for me not to get burnout now is streaming less hours. I'm streaming, you know, four hours a day. I can host custom scrims in those four hours and feel fine. Whereas I'm, you know, I'm streaming 10 hours a day. I'm not going to host Zone Wars for 10 hours. I would lose my mind. Uh, So I'd get into, so at that time I would like, host a little bit and then I'd go like play the game and then play tournaments. And it kind of made me get away from hosting in general. And, you know, those were the days though, when like DreamHack would release like a tournament and it was like, you could play East and West and there was two qualifiers on each. So you're spending 10 hours that day. Just, I would just stream order food and just play Fortnite all day. And I mean, those were great times. I was really unhealthy though, <laughs> but, uh, cause I was just, inside all day yeah well that was like peak covid when that was was, happening so you couldn't Uh really do anything anyway Uh uh-huh so i uh i've gone through a little bit of a heavy transition in my life of weight loss and like getting healthy and being in good shape now um but at that time i would just spend all day uh and there was no way i would be able to host and i think i got caught up in just doing other stuff on stream that i kind of stopped hosting there's even a time though my discord built a little bit i remember i was doing among us um and i was hosting among us games and i'd get a lot of people to join up on that uh and i do that through my discord too so it wasn't even just fortnite all the time like i was doing other stuff fall guys i'd get people to join in uh but obviously fortnite is my number one and it's where all my events come from nice nice and so just a long journey to get here is what it sounds yeah, like a, a while steady a while, building yeah. and constantly putting in the effort, putting money yeah, and still, finding exactly. partners to work with. Uh, and there's still so much, so much to be done. So I'm excited for the future, especially like we said with creative and everything. So nice, nice. Um, we've surprisingly got to about an hour without me even realizing it. So, um, oh. uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you, Bryson. Um, do you have anything going on that people should look out for? I know you mentioned the tournament today. People won't be able to hear that today. So yeah. uh, um, anything next I'm week? Not, I'm going to announce next week a pretty big tournament that's going to be going on. Two of them that will be going on the end of September, the last two weeks. So uh, if you're listening, just check out my Twitter or my Discord. That's where you'll be able to see the announcement. Uh, it's going to be good. So I'm excited. Cool. And what are your Twitter and Discord for people to find? I'm going to use Bryson for Twitter um, or all socials. Discord is discord.gg slash scrim. Not scrims, not plural, but scrim. S-C-R-I-M. Damn, that's a, a good name to have. Nice. It's solid. You just type in, you can just type in like Fortnite scrims on uh, Google and we're one of the ones that pop up pretty early. So cool. Well, appreciate you coming on, bro. I appreciate anybody listening. Uh, if you could, definitely give us a review on your podcasting platform. It helps me out a lot to get this thing promoted. So thank you. If you have any complaints, comments, anything, DM me on Twitter at Somebody's Gun. And uh, thank you again, Bryson. Yeah, thank you. All right. Peace, y'all.